Hey, I just wanted to give a trigger warning because on today's episode, we touch on the subject of suicide and other sensitive topics. So we wanted to give our listeners and viewers a little warning in advance um, that some of the stuff is sensitive to listen to. Thanks. Welcome to Broad Ideas. Thanks. You are so welcome. Yeah. 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 Amelia Hartford is here with us today. She's an actor, <laughs> race car driver, um, a custom car builder too. I'm sorry. I think that's so badass. Like when she got here, mm-hmm. Olivia, you, had her, you had her look at your car. You had her do some tune-ups. You had her fix some piping. No, she did help. I had a flood in my kitchen bathroom and she did help me with the outside water system. I'm not going to lie. But Olivia came in here when she got here and was like, dude… <laughs> She just backed her car in to the spot. And I was like, uh-huh. But like, she's like, no. But like the way she did it, Olivia does not back in cars for what it's worth. I and don't. Like, but I can imagine the way she did it was impressive. I would be impressed by it too. But just the fact that Olivia was like, she fucking backed, <laughs> she fucking backed her car in. It was impressive because she pulls up and then you can mm. hear the car coming and you're just like, okay. And then she like zooms in and is just like, wow, bam, you know, like yeah. backs it up in yeah. a way that you're like, that was super swaggy. Yeah. No, I totally. I've never done anything like that in my life. No, I've never really? backed a car up. I don't think you've ever backed a car up <laughs> or in. Uh, shouldn't even be driving. Let me ask you, are you a backer inner or a head inner? I'm backed in right now. I like to back in sometimes. Yeah, it's easier to get out of your driveway. There's certain driveways that I back in. You're a masculine driver. I know we're not supposed to use sexes because that's sexist, but you're a masculine driver. You drive like a dude. Is that a compliment or is that scary? I'm attracted to that. So (laughs) when you drive, let me tell you. Okay. Should we welcome her? Yeah. yeah. But she's waiting outside. Yeah. Let's bring her in. She's back in the car in. All right. Welcome, Amelia. Sometimes when. I walked into you guys already talking and I'd like you to continue because I feel like it's a conversation yeah I need to be a part of as I walked in the first words I heard were crooked toe and I was like what's happening here so let's get into it yeah we were talking about getting comfy taking shoes off and letting the dogs out or not and I always wear socks or I try to crop my feet out of photos because I didn't realize that I had one there is such a world of like feet out there. Oh, right? Yeah. But two, I didn't, like, I knew I had, like, a little crooked toe. I just didn't realize it was, like, really crooked until I posted a photo and, like, these open-toed heels. And people and, were commenting? Oh, big time. Isn't it's it it's a new insecurity for me. Well, people Great. love like, to point thanks. out. Yeah, right? thank yeah, you right? for that. But there is a thing called wiki feet. I've heard of this. And okay. Have you Feet Finder, I think, is another one. Feet Finder. And where people, there's pictures all of your feet. They're yeah, rated. My, my feet are up there. I feel like we're just 
sending pe- people are now going to look up our feet on Feet Finder and these wiki. We've really yeah. just dug a hole for ourselves because now people <laughs> are going to be staring at our feet. But also, don't you find it weird that people feel the like freedom to just comment on anything? Someone else's body. Yeah. 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 And also, it's like feet. I know. It's not <laughs> something that you can do anything about. I know. You know, it's not yeah. like, oh, she didn't brush her hair today. It's like your toes crooked. Like, yeah. Your toes yeah, my, my option that is way. to like surgically fix my foot. I'm not going to do that. Like, no. And it's also feet aren't I like how this is where my attractive. mind went after a com- like several comments on yeah, <laughs> post. But you're like, what the hell? I just don't, you know, it's not very nice. And people love no. to make negative comments. And yeah. I think it's messed up, but... And then your mind is like, I want, do I get surgery on my toe? Yeah, but it's, it's like, like, no. Yeah, like, of course not. Stop going down that rapid hole. But of course now you're like, can I see your toe? Like, <laughs> like, oh, God, think like, I'll, I'll off camera, you guys can see my feet afterwards. I'm like, how crooked is it? <laughs> like, this is like turning some people on, just so you know. People She's like, do. off camera, you can see my feet. But people no. do have foot fetishes. No kidding. You can make a killing on OnlyFans. With feet? With feet. It's a thing. I bet you yes. there's a thing for crooked toes. <laughs> oh, yeah. you. No. <laughs> yeah. I'm serious. Like, people are like, just the way that it angles and can get in places. If, I don't know. If I started an OnlyFans for my toes, I feel like people would recognize my feet and then it'd be a thing. And I, I don't think I could ever. Really. I, I can't, you can't wait wait that. see that. <laughs> I mean, but seriously, I always find it weird like these fetishes people have. And like we have a friend who has a boyfriend who has a big foot fetish. Yeah. I right? never understood the feet thing. I don't, I don't get either. It. What's sexy about it? And she would paint her toes with like French tips. Uh-huh. And that's not my... I find it weird. I don't know why it looks French like... French toes? Like on video, she would paint them? <laughs> <laughs> like they were away and she's like, just to turn them on. <laughs> A video of her I don't know French how far manicure. this like, foot fetish thing goes. <laughs> Maybe she does. Maybe. I don't know. Don't I just know. mean like French tip on the toe, it's like, it's like another level of commitment. I don't know what that is. I, I like getting French. Oh, oh you do? Yeah. I was going to say, I do. She's kind of quiet. She probably okay, has yeah. it right now. Hey. Wait, guys, should I stop doing this? Is this a thing? No. No. Okay. I, I think guess apparently cute. it turns people on. Oh, dear. well, now I'm going to stop doing it. <laughs> <laughs> You're like, less attention on my toes. You know what it was? It's that she doesn't even do her nails. So when I started noticing oh, that, that she, she had a French really tip on her toes, it, yeah. I was like, what's that? Why the toes, not the nails? Why the toes, not the nails? Turns out, Boyfriend likes the toes. Mm. But what does he do with the toes? <laughs> I, I, I honestly have never asked. I don't want to ask. I mean, because like people do things. Oh, with yeah. Toes. We've heard some shit. We really have. We've okay. heard some gnarly stuff. Welcome I kind of want to hear, yeah, but right? I'm also like, do we like, is this okay to talk about? <laughs> yeah, you're safe. It's she's not worried <laughs> about her. She'll get canceled. You're you're fine. Thank you, thank you. I appreciate it. I it's not my own personal experience. No, no. But people have actual sex with feet. Oh God. Yeah. I don't know what you thought you were coming into here, and I'm really. I thought you were gonna say like suck on a toe, like. No. Oh no! But you thought that was inappropriate. <laughs> yeah. <Check that? laughs> oh god, I'm Sucking so modest. I realize <laughs> she's like, I want to leave. You're like, well, because it's disgusting. <laughs> she's like, I came to talk about cars. <laughs> <laughs> now well, I'm here for relating toes with cars. I do get a lot of DMs about uh, me driving stick shift barefoot. 
What? Yeah. Wait, what do you Why? like as a turn on? Like people want to pay me to send. I've never done it. I never will do it. Yeah. But I get a lot of DMs about people offering money for me to drive barefoot. Like a video seeing yeah, you drive just my feet. stick barefoot. Yeah. yeah. How much are they offering? Like, I'm like, thousands. why haven't you done it? Thousands. <laughs> yeah. But you hey, won't do if it. No, I won't do it. to see me drive barefoot, <laughs> I mean, I mean, I'll do it any Tuesday, Wednesday. <laughs> She's Thursday. like, I don't know how to drive stick shift, but you'll That'll see my be bare even feet. Better. That could be a yeah. thing too. It could like, be a thing. Yeah. yeah. All right. Well, let's get into cars a little bit because this is so <laughs> fascinating to me. I've always been, I actually really appreciate cars. I know a lot of cars. Awesome. I love cars. You know them personally. I know them personally. <laughs> I have met them many times. No, but like I'll get into it. You know, mm. when I'm getting a new car and I get excited and I know a lot of models and makes, whatever. Also, side note, that game where they show you like car logos and you have to say what the car maker is. I'm mm-hmm. really good at that. Where's that game? It's like online. Do I do it? Yes. Am I oh. a fucking nerd? Absolutely. I didn't even know that was a game. I want to yeah. play it now. Yeah. You're going to win. Well, you're going to Well, I don't know. Kill it. It'll be fun. But anyway. <laughs> okay. So let's go back. I want to know how all of this came about for you. Really quick before you do that. Why? She Well, she pulled in and I, I let her in. <laughs> and just the littlest thing, like her car sounds like... I can hear it. Know? Yeah. I'm like, what is she it driving? Like, what are you driving today? Um, it's a CT5V Blackwing Cadillac. It's a supercharged V8 Damn. stick. Yeah. I find it so... That's really hot. Hot. That's what I said. It's so sexy. And I was like, you can park right there. And she just like roomed and like backed into the spot. I've never backed into a spot in my life. Well, you're not what we would call... A driver. A driver. But I'm just saying, I got to witness even just her backing in. I was like, there's a lot of confidence. Yeah. um, a lot of confidence handling machinery like yeah, that, for sure. That's sweet. I, yeah. mean, I, I don't know. It's I'm like sorry, I second nature to me that I just, once. I feel like once you start backing in a spot, you never just pull on a spot because it feels weird. Hmm. Yeah. yeah. Okay. If you pull on a spot, you got to back out anyways. I backed in this morning. You did? I did. I've never once backed I, into I was a spot. You're going to think about it now and you're going to have to do it. She's not going to do it. <laughs> Listen, unless you had one of those cars that automatically parks for you, she's oh, not yeah. going to do it. We're not going to. She's not the driver here. It's okay. Except I'm a good passenger. She's a good passenger. Passenger princess. Yeah. Like I will I never, that. if we go anywhere, I'm always driving. Like she's not driving. Rachel drives a little bit. Like, and I, I know this is sexist, but you drive like a dude. Is that sexist? I take it as a compliment. I'm okay it, with it. I mean, it, it is I'm a comfortable compliment. with it. Yeah. She knows how compliment. to operate a vehicle. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, now ask her the questions. let's get into cars. <laughs> oh my God. My story kind of takes a turn. Uh-huh. Um, because I wasn't always into cars growing up. I I was I grew up around a bunch of guys, so I was always into like um like video games and crashing our scooters into curbs because we thought Jackass was cool. Mm-hmm. Um, and cars wasn't really a thing in my life at the time. I at fifteen lost my dad to suicide. Um, at fifteen, yeah, fifteen, he shot himself in the head. Mm. Um, I was the only one home with him the week that it had happened. He ended up doing it in his car down the street. I didn't see it. Um, I just woke up to my mom screaming bloody murder because she got home that day to um, a suicide letter. Um, <gasps> and this was right before getting my driver's license. And at the time, you know, my mom was into cars. My dad wasn't either that I was aware of. Um, unfortunately, I didn't know him too well. You know, I was young. I didn't get that opportunity to grow with him. Mm. Um, and one of my first big decisions in life was, all right, I need a car. I need that sense of freedom and escape and I need to get out. Uh, what car do I buy myself? And I went on the internet 
And the I was on the racing forums and I didn't know it at the time. No way. And the internet had told me that I needed something rear-wheel drive. It had to be bigger than a four-cylinder and it had to be a stick. And wow. I ended up buying this Infiniti G35 for my first car. Um, and I never drove, driven stick a day in my life. Completely roasted the clutch getting home with it. Um, <laughs> but, but you taught yourself. Yeah. And it was a great distraction at the time because it gave me something to like obsess yeah, over yeah. And, and put my mind to of just wanting to like perfect it and get better with it. And I built this relationship with the car. Mm. And then my mom hadn't worked. So she couldn't afford the cost of living in California. And we packed everything and drove cross country and moved to Indiana. Um, Indiana's where I found my love of cars. I was driving with a friend. This was my fourth, my fourth high school at that point. I was driving with a friend in the passenger seat and this guy pulls up in this old Crown Vic, which is what the older police cars used to be. Mm-hmm. Um, and she yells out the window to this guy, this complete stranger, don't you love my friend's car? <laughs> and I was like, Jessica, please. like, this is, this is embarrassing. But he was like, I do actually. And he gives me an address and a time of where to show up to because they do these car meets. Um, ah. You know, looking back, I was then 16 to go in the middle of the <laughs> night to a random parking garage in Indiana. Um, you know, I don't know why I did it looking back. I probably wouldn't advise it looking back, but I did it and I didn't think twice on it. Um, and I showed up and I'm just going up this parking garage and there's no one there. And I'm like, oh, did I make a mistake? Is this sketchy? Um, but when I got to the top, it was just all these cars. Um, and a lot of the attention was focused on the engine um, versus the looks of it, which was new for me. Um, and there I met the car community. They went by <laughs> B Crew for Bloomington Crew, Bloomington, Indiana. And I met Booch, who ended up becoming a mentor and a best friend to me. And these guys kind of pulled me out of a dark times instead of wow. partying on the weekends, <laughs> oh which God. don't get me wrong. I definitely went through dark times and there's plenty of that. Um, they were these incredible fatherly figures and big brothers to me. And we were working on cars on the weekends and yeah, just opened this whole world. Um, and now wherever I travel, I feel like I have this found family, which is the car community. Wow. Um, so crazy. So you yeah. find that kind of like when you're traveling anywhere you go. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like it's always there. Yeah. Um, I eventually moved back to California. Um, I couldn't turn on the TV without feeling guilty that I wasn't pursuing what I'd wanted to do, which was acting. Um, I'm very passionate about action films and that's (laughs) what I'm pursuing and I'd been pursuing. Uh, When I moved back to LA, I worked in food and service for six years. Um, Never got a job or an opportunity. Uh, My mom was the one who actually told me like, oh, honey, you should... YouTube. Have you thought about YouTubing? You're still working on these cars after hour, like after your restaurant shifts. Why don't you do that? And I was like, YouTube, like, come on, mom. What do you know? Um, mom was right. Mom was right. <laughs> Mom's always, always right. right. Yep. Um, and I started vlogging, working on cars. And um, that eventually took off. And it's just been a constant grind of three videos a week for the last seven years. Wow. This past year, I've tailored back to once a week so I can focus more on acting opportunities. Um, And it took nine years to get my first acting job. Um, I'm very grateful for everything that had happened because I feel like it made me a stronger person. It gave me this kind of like independence and appreciation and groundedness, if that's a word, that 
I don't feel like I would have learned on my own otherwise. Um, but yeah, and that's kind of where wanting to do something about mental health uh, in this world became so important to me. I mean, in the last decade, there's been over um, half a million deaths to suicide. And I feel like a big thing is prevention um, more so than when it's too late. I I found this um, nonprofit called Alive and Well, and I was so excited about it because I've worked with a lot of different um, nonprofit organizations in the past, and I actually donate a percentage of all my merch apparel sales um, to different organizations. And when I found Alive and Well, there's still this like new company. Um, we're still growing, and I was really happy to um, end up becoming on the board of this because I feel like, you know, you donate money, you never really know where it's going. So for me to be involved firsthand um, with an organization was huge. So now I actually know where things are going and and how we're helping and high level uh, trying to help subsidize the cost, if not make completely free mental health care. And Alive and Well's slogan is, um, you know, we'd rather put a fence around a cliff than an ambulance or a hearse at the bottom. Ooh. Wow. So it's all about prevention, all about wow. education, you know, teaching the um, skills and traits of how to work the mental health out. You know, if you're physically fit, you work on, quote unquote, you work on the physical. If right. you're mentally fit, you got to work on the mental. Um, so it's helping to um, educate um, and and really just train and, you know, be kind to yourself and and things like, you know, simple things that not a lot of people do or meditation or even if you don't meditate, just go sit outside for five minutes. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, you can journal. There's a lot of a lot of things, a lot of ways um, just to help and, and educating that and hopefully being able to um, bring that into schools. So it's something you're taught at a young age. Mm-hmm. Um, when I found out I lost my dad, um, the next day I went to school like nothing had happened. Whoa. And because I didn't know what to do. Yeah. Um, and I was sitting in a finance class and I just started tearing up in class because I was like, oh my God, I like, I was in a continuation. So their curriculum's a little different than, yeah. than what typical school systems are. Um, and I remember just thinking like, no one's going to teach me this stuff. Like I'm officially on my own. And that was a big awakening moment. Um, and then they shortly pulled me out of class after that and had me sit down with a therapist and the therapist just like, she had no idea what to say to me. Really? Um, I appreciated her coming and just sitting in silence with me because at the time, like, that was hugely helpful. Um, but yeah, I, I think just trying to help um, educate and be involved. And we have incredible, I'm going on a rant now, but we have an incredible um, director, um, Dr. Galen Cole, who's been, uh, he worked with the CDC for over 20 years. He's been a um, a practicing psychotherapist for over 23 years and just kind of doing what we can. Broad Ideas is supported by Talkspace. Feeling down? It's okay if the holidays aren't so cheery. Days get shorter. Issues with the family can sometimes come to a head. Online therapy with Talkspace can help you feel better and give you the tools you need to navigate this time of year with your mental health supported. With Talkspace, you don't have to wait to get an appointment or travel to an office. You're able to access your provider from the comfort of your device. At Talkspace.com, you could sign up online and get a personalized match with a provider that's right for you, typically within 
48 hours. It's incredibly convenient to have virtual sessions with your licensed therapist from the comfort of your home. As a listener of this podcast, you'll get $80 off your first month with Talkspace when you go to Talkspace.com slash ideas. To match with a licensed therapist today, go to Talkspace.com slash ideas to get $80 off your first month and show your support for the show. That's Talkspace.com slash ideas. Broad Ideas is supported by Quince. I love gift giving, but it can really add up. That's why this holiday season, I'm shopping Quince. Quince is my go-to place for luxury essentials at affordable prices for everyone on my list, including me. Quince offers a range of high-quality items with prices within reach, like 100% Mongolian cashmere sweaters from $50, washable silk tops and dresses, cotton sweaters, and comfy pants. The best part? All Quince items are priced 50 to 80% less than similar brands. That's why I'm giving the gift of Quince's buttery soft cashmere to my nearest and dearest this year. I also have recently discovered their bedding in their home section, and oh my goodness, the colors. I am so excited to redress my bed. Take the drama out of planning an outfit and upgrade your closet with Quince today. Go to quince.com slash ideas for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash ideas and get free shipping and 365 day returns. Quince.com slash ideas. What did you notice um, out of curiosity with your own experience, looking back at your relationship with your father, did you know he was suffering? Was it something that was I love that you asked about? me? I love that you asked me that. I feel like a lot of time people are too scared to ask questions. Um, I'm such an open book with it all. So when I was with my dad the week before, like I knew that there was something wrong. Mm-hmm. My mom was away visiting family. My brother's at like a wakeboarding camp, so he was just supposed to be watching me. I know I knew something had happened. I didn't fully understand what had happened. Um, that he, for um, just for backstory, he was addicted to pills and alcohol mm-hmm. um, and drugs, and he was paralyzed in the whole left side of his body from a motorcycle accident. Oh, um, so he struggled with that. Um, there was a level of abuse, um, un- unfortunately, and I I never want to talk so much about that because I never I don't want to speak ill of the dead I get um that. but the week leading up to it like the day before it had happened I just like there's a weird there's just weird energy in the mm. air and I couldn't really it's hard to explain and the day before he was leaving the front door and I don't know why I was 15 years old and I went up to him I was like hey are, are you gonna come back and I don't know why I asked that question. Mm. And he asked me, do you want me to come back? And I said, yeah. He's like, okay, I'll come back. And then he left. He came back later that night. And we had like a TV dinner, like a microwavable dinner. Um, and I was like talking about like music, like bass systems for cars. And I was like, oh, did you know that I learned that there's a bass strong enough that it can make you skip a heartbeat and it'll kill you? And he was like, oh, sign me up for that. And I just remember sitting in silence eating my like meal on like this plastic plate of like, oh, I like, I wish I would have just told him, I don't want you to die. But like, as a kid, you're like, yeah. like, you're not thinking that someone's going to take their life. No. Um, and, but yeah, he ended up doing it the next day and left a, a suicide note on the bed that my mom found. Are you How, yeah. When your mom, so did she come back? She came back that day. Yeah. That was the next day. So she was coming home and. So I had um, uh, 
a partner at the time I was seeing who um, snuck in the middle of the night and stayed the night. And my dad didn't really care um, for them, but uh, we had stayed the night in my room, but we heard my dad rustling really early in the morning. And I was like, oh, um, go walk out there. Like you just got here this morning uh, and, and pretend like you've, like you've been here. So it doesn't seem like you stayed the night. And they went out there and, and came back and they're like, I've never seen your dad happier in his life. Oh, wow. And he oh, was wow. wrestling in the office. And I was like, oh, maybe things are better now. We went back to sleep. Um, and that's when I woke up to my mom screaming bloody murder. Um, turns out he was in the office looking for a gun. But I think he had made peace with his decision. Yeah. And that's why he had seemed wow. so happy. Wow. Um, right. Yeah. But how interesting that you had, you know, your partner go out at that moment and was able to witness that and yeah. bring that back to you. Because I feel like that would offer some, you know, I mean, I don't even know. I mean, obviously, not having gone through it, Olivia lost her dad at 15 as well. Really? Um, mm-hmm. uh, would you lose your dad too, if you don't mind me asking? He was shot by a police officer. Really? Yeah. Drunk driving. So I understand. Just one day life-changing. The mm-hmm. life-changing trauma. Yeah. Yeah. Same age. Yeah. What did you do to get through it? I drank. Yeah. I did. Yeah. I had a, yeah. I don't talk about it much, but I definitely had a, a phase mm-hmm. that I'm not proud of. Yeah. I, I partied. I was with my friends, my boyfriend, just escape, escape, escape. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm. But it doesn't work. No. You know, and then, you know, I think one of the things, one of our dear friends' um, fathers took his own life too. And one of the things that happens, I think, when you lose someone in one of those traumatic ways is you start to question yourself. Like, am I okay? Yeah. Right? And your DNA and addiction, all of that kind of stuff were those things that you looked at too when he went mm-hmm. or later, or did you go through any of that with the mental health? I I definitely went through a, a lot of that myself personally after it. Like, yeah, I'm not, I'm not proud of, of a lot of the stuff that I went through and that um, I did. Um, and that's why I think I'm so grateful of the, the car community too. Cause I do feel like, like I, I feel like I owe my life to them Yeah, because I really like sincerely, like wouldn't feel like I had a purpose or people who cared for me yeah. um, if I didn't find them. Um, I mean, God, God bless my mom's heart. Like she went back to school, got her master's degree because she was like, I need to, I need to work. Um, so she, she went back to school full time, um, which I'm like, she was setting such an incredible example at the time too. I was like even more you know, separated from family and alone. But again, I think it was good for me um, because it just, you know, I ended up getting four jobs while going to school part-time, trying to uh, just fill the void with things, you know, just trying to stay busy and whatever it was. But yeah. And what about your brother? Is he younger than you? He is younger than me. Okay. Yeah. He um, is in the military. He actually ended up moving to Canada for a while. We have some family up there. Um, And then he recently came back to Indiana and and lives near my mom. Um, So I'm really thankful that that they're closer together now. Yeah. 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 It's 
all just so. Were you crying? No. Oh no. I mean, I'm crying on the inside. Yeah. For no. Sure. <laughs> for sure you are. Yeah. Sorry, I couldn't tell, but you know, I mean, I think it's so beautiful that you are such an advocate for mental health and all of that because it is massive. And even you were saying the statistics of people that do take their own lives, and you know, it's such a delicate topic. But to have people like yourself or anyone that is so open and willing to talk about it, I think is the the biggest gift. Um, I know that there are a lot of people that I think, you know, feel very much so in the dark and, and, but if there's people that look up to you and everything you're doing and the cars and the community and you're following and everything, but you also have this message along with it. And I think that is just a rarity to like, thank you, have as a gift, you know? Yeah. I, I, I always knew I, that I'd wanted to do something to give back and help. Um, and I mean, obviously I went through struggles myself and openly to this day, I struggle with anxiety and depression mm-hmm. yeah. um, as a lot of people do. Mm-hmm. And Absolutely. Um, I, after you build um, enough of a name or an influence, the next thing people typically look at is selling merch and selling clothes. Um, and I just didn't want to, I felt weird selling stuff with my name on it. And I'm like, why? Like you guys are supporting me enough, like watching these videos and just helping me grow this brand and, and being my family online. Like I, I just always felt weird asking for them to buy more things. So um, I, I could what, have more money to buy more cars. I mean, sure, that sounds great. But it just, it, there's something weird about it. And I was like, well, if I'm going to ask people to buy something, I at least want there to one, be a message. Yeah. Um, and, and two, to at least have some of it go towards a good cost because everyone had been asking me to sell stuff too. Um, and that's the way that I was able to make peace with it was knowing that I was doing something yeah. with it. Um, and yeah, it ultimately led to um, being able to help spread awareness. People telling me that it's it's helped them dearly um, and yeah, eventually leading me to Alive and Well. One yeah. of our best friends made a film um, who's a suicide survivor. Really? And it's so profound and so beautiful. And the proceeds go, there's probably some sort of connection that we could match up something with you guys. And because sure. Rachel yeah. and I are producers on that as well. Okay. So, or even if I can just help spread the word. Yeah. Yeah. Whatever. I think there's a way we can help each other kind of get behind those because we care so deeply about this topic and this issue. And it's why we have the podcast is Mm -hmm. so that people feel a little bit less alone so that they can hear some truths and maybe laugh and maybe also feel a little less alone. Because what you're explaining that the car community did for you is exactly what anyone suffering needs because the opposite of addiction is connection. Mm -hmm. And the more we can connect whether it's a community of people building cars or a community in a 12-step program or hiking, whatever it is, there's communities of people that can ease the suffering. Mm-hmm. Right. Right? Totally. I just wonder, you know, like you're so young processing all of it, you know, and at 15 and and your mom, like, and we're moms now, like thinking about that and like your mom having to navigate everything with two young kids and, you know, her husband not being there anymore and moving you guys to Indiana and all these decisions. And I just, 
do you remember, like, what was your relationship like with your mom at the time? The relationship with my mom at the time wasn't the best. Mm -hmm. I, I don't know if it was teen years, years. daughter and mom. I don't know if I was frustrated that she treated me at the time more like a kid of like, you don't, it's, you don't need to know these things. Like it's just Mm. focus on being a kid when it's like, treat me like an adult. We're doing adult things. I don't fully know what it was. We didn't get along the best when I was younger, but you know, when you're in a household of uh, abuse and not seeing someone stand up for themselves, it's hard to watch. Um, And I don't, I don't know. It, it was. Did you feel like resentment towards your mom? I don't know if resent. I mean, maybe. I don't know if resentment's the right word because mm-hmm. I loved and cared for her deeply. I just like I didn't understand why she wouldn't stand up for herself. That's what I mean by resentment. Yeah, you know, like watching the female figure you look up to, maybe not being able to do that. Yeah, and having those feelings. And even after my dad passed, I don't think I fully, at the time, gave my mom the credit she deserved for. Like you're saying, having two kids, having to move cross country, dealing with the loss of, you know, someone she'd been married to for, I think they're married over 20 years. I should probably know that. Um, But they, I don't feel like I ever gave her the credit. But as I got older and I matured, I was like so grateful of her. And now it's funny because everyone who's met my mom and met me, it's not really a mother-daughter relationship. It's more of a best friend relationship. And we treat and talk to each other like sisters. Um, so I'm, I'm so close with my mom today and I tell her everything and I'm, I'm so thankful of that. Um, and it was pretty cool that, um, I was able to surprise her with a car. How fun. Yeah. Her dream car, which. What's her dream car? <laughs> it, it was in, um, all wheel drive hybrid, uh, RAV4. Um, so, cause she lives in Indiana. Yeah. yeah she needs yeah, all wheel drive. Yeah, 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 for yeah, sure. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and she was trying to be gas conscious. Um, but I surprised her with that. And that was a really special moment to be able to do that. So cool. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. How many cars do you have? <laughs> 13. 13? <laughs> yeah. Do you have like a special garage somewhere that you I keep do. them? It's not I like do. at your house. Okay. Uh, uh, I mean, a lot are at my house. I'm very <laughs> grateful that I have such nice and kind neighbors. Wow. Um, but I also do have a shop that I that I keep them, most of them at too. <laughs> Teen. Just remembering to pay the registration is challenging. Yeah, you need a, it's a lot of need a full-time <laughs> yeah. employee. What's your favorite car out of all your cars? Everyone always asks me that, but I don't know if I have a favorite. Do you I, have like a top two that you're like, oh, or for a reason? I it's don't know. tough because they're all they're all built for different things. Right. Um I I joke and always say, well, my favorite one's gonna be the next one. <laughs> um and so I heard someone say this and it it just put it in such perspective to me. If you're a mother and you have kids um, or a father, you probably have a favorite child if you have multiple children, but you'll never say which child it is. She does all the I time. don't. I'm just kidding. I don't. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I don't. So I'm like, well, my cars and my kids, even if I have a favorite, I probably shouldn't say it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> no, that's a fair point. That's and a fair point. What about the acting? Because I love to hear that you have two passions mm-hmm. because I've always experienced that myself. I'd have one thing that I was really passionate about and then also acting being a passion. Mm-hmm. And I think sometimes it's hard when the current of one thing takes you. Like the current of the cars have taken you in yeah. a certain area. 
what is that internal relationship like when it comes to the acting? So I, I always give 110% to everything I do. But if you're focused on two things, you'll never be as good as the person who's focusing on one thing. Right. So it was a very tough line for me to walk of focusing on cars and also focusing on acting because I wanted to be the best that I could be in both areas. So when you're devoting, I mean, realistically, 50-50 of your time, you're not really um, giving 100 mm-hmm. into it. By nature, it's kind of impossible. Um, but in, depending when this comes out... Um, will lead me to talking about the movie that I did. Um, It was a very special thing to be able to do a movie that was about cars. Isn't that wonderful? (laughs) I wish. I'm in in Gran Turismo. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, awesome. Gran Turismo. Awesome. Yeah. So that was really special. We shot in Hungary and just being, and it's funny, I like, I knew some of the stone drivers because of just being in the (laughs) car community. Yeah. Um, and it was just such a cool project. I remember sitting out there and I'd never been in so much peace in my life Mm. than being out there on that set because I was like, I didn't feel like I had to chase anything anymore. I felt like I was there and I got to just absorb that fully. But it was like your two loves, man. Yeah, but that's, isn't that kind of how it works? It's like you allow yourself to follow your passion, whatever that passion is. And Mm -hmm. it could be cars, it could be acting, it could be cooking. Mm -hmm. And then all of a sudden it's like, well, here's a part where you play a chef. And it's like, how did that happen? That's the magic of the universe. Yeah, I agree. Which is I think you put, you get back what you put out. Yeah. I also, a lot of people say, oh, you're so lucky. I believe luck is when hard work meets opportunity. Agreed. I feel like you have to put out into the universe and work towards it and the universe will give back. Yeah, Um, absolutely. And not to go off on a tangent, but I also believe people want to see other people succeed. Um, and I don't think anyone really ever wishes ill on anyone. And I, at least my character is if I can ever help someone, I want to. So I yeah. can only believe that's what everyone wants to do for other other people everywhere. Mm-hmm. I love that attitude. Yeah, yeah I know. It's <laughs> really- you also, you get what you focus on. So if yeah. you look at the world as a bunch of people that don't want to help you, you're going to experience a bunch of people that exactly. don't want to help you. Right. That's actually one of the practices um, in the in the pre-education for, for Alive and Well. It's... Um, it's, that's one of the big key things that, that we talk about, um, is that you, what you put out is going to attract. If you put out negative thoughts, you're going to receive negative things. Right. Um, if you say, I don't want this, mm-hmm. the world's going to focus on the, this, and it's going to come it's into gonna, your life. Oh, so you focus on the things like positive, positive thoughts, positive things. If, like you're, you're going to feel what your thoughts are, even yeah. if your thoughts are subconscious. So, I mean, it doesn't hurt you to think. You know, no, I love it. So true. The biggest. Yeah. And it's like, I, you know, just naturally so programmed to be like, oh, like this, like, I don't want this or focusing on like the negative thing because I don't know, like for whatever reason, internally being programmed that way, but just like consciously being aware. And that's the biggest thing and just changing it. It's like, no, no, no. Don't focus on what you don't want. You focus on what you want. Right. Right. And you manifest and you do all these things. Mm -hmm. And like, that's living proof. And like, your movie and literally being put into like the most comfortable set you probably ever could have been put in to like get your feet wet, get started and how amazing. And it just goes to show. And I can tell your attitude is so beautiful and positive. And everything around you is a result of that. Broad Ideas is supported by Blissey. 
So I've been sleeping on this Blissey pillowcase, and let me tell you, I did not know that a pillowcase could feel so good and make such a big difference in my life. It is time to upgrade your sleep with Blissey's award-winning 100% Mulberry Silk pillowcases. The holidays are just around the corner, and if you're looking for the best gift you can give, look no further than a Blissey Silk pillowcase. Silk is honestly the most luxurious gift to give your friends or family. These are the perfect gift for any occasion. Plus, it comes in gift-ready packaging they'll be sure to love. Give yourself the gift of Blissey today, and you'll want one for every room of the house. I love my Blissey pillowcase. Not only me, my daughter loves her Blissey pillowcase. Honestly, I think that all tangles have gone away, and her hair looks so good in the morning. It's a miracle. Blissey silk pillowcases are the best silk pillowcases on the market. They have a ton of different prints and colors, and they make great gifts because there's an option for literally anyone. Men love them too. They have over 1.5 million raving fans, and you could be next. Try now risk-free for 60 nights at blissy.com slash Rachel and get an additional 30% off. That's B-L-I-S-S-Y dot com slash Rachel and use code Rachel to get an additional 30% off. Give yourself the gift of a good night's sleep with Blissy. Do you build engines? You're, like you mm-hmm. just do all of it. Like you can literally just get, this is where I'm just like, this is the <laughs> coolest thing. I know I keep going back to that because I think it's so fucking rad. Oh, thank you. Yeah, but like, you'll just be like, all right, this old beat up car, for instance, like uh-huh. you, can, you can get something from like, you know, a junkyard, so to speak. Or... I just bought a 69 Camaro a week ago that I'm going to be rebuilding. My goal is to finish it by the end of the month. Um, obviously, By the end of the month, that's it? Yeah, it's wow. two weeks away. I, um... I started doing everything by myself. I've had some incredible mentors along the way. Thankfully, today now I have this team that's like my family that I'm really grateful for um, because we're also so cool. two weeks it's away. So you know, cool. It's so I, cool. Like today, I would say I couldn't, I couldn't fathom doing everything just alone because I feel like you need to grow with people. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I couldn't do something like this in two weeks without an incredible team of people I trust and I admire as well. And I also never want to be the smartest person in the room anyways, you know, because then you stop growing. Yeah. Um, but yeah, no, I, I love uh, it. It sounds like you've done a lot of, like, of work. work. Internal yeah. work. <laughs> yeah, for yeah. sure. Yeah, I... Is Maybe that it's because like, I'm an overthinker. <laughs> well, we all are. I mean, you're speaking to well, the choir. Well, I think here. that that's... It. Look, it, I always say God doesn't give with two hands. Something's always been given and something's always been taken. And mm-hmm. I think that one of the things of having such traumatic experiences as a young adult is or a young child, really, 15, you're not even an adult. But mm-hmm. with the anxiety and the depression and the things that come from that, it's like you're forced to look at these things faster mm-hmm. and you're forced to do something about the mind, Yeah, right? Because otherwise it's one of two, two ways. And like you were saying, like the first reaction, and we've said this so many times, is like, oh, focusing on what I don't mm-hmm. want. And People will try to be positive and it doesn't feel natural. And the part that we heard, I think Kristen Bell is the one who said this to us, is you're not responsible for your first thought. You're mm. responsible for your second thought and your first action. Mm, I love that. That to me is everything. I've never heard that before. I like Isn't that, that brilliant? Yeah. Because yeah. then it's like if you are cranky about something or ungrateful or negative, you don't have to be so hard on yourself and be like, what's wrong with me? You can be like, okay, I see that. Yeah. What am I going to choose now, though? I heard another thing the other day that was like, there's three frogs on a log. One decides to jump off. How many frogs are left? Three. 
Because decision without action is just a decision. Mm. Oh, it's tricked us. <laughs> I was like, but the one, you're like, but when you jump, when he jumped, when he kids the frog. like, oh, that the monkey? a child song about the, the frog that jumps in. That's what I thought you were going to do. I thought you were going to be like, I, I was waiting for you to hear them say they all jumped off like, following the lead of the yeah. green frog one day. You know what I'm talking I do, but I don't know the song. Sorry, we're yeah. moms, obviously. <laughs> we sing a lot of kids' songs. Yeah, but it's true, you know? And I just, it, it speaks to the same thing. And I think that is so beautiful that Kristen did tell us that. Yeah. But it's true. Because the mind wants to, it, it's easier to go to the negative. It is. Because there's no change that has to come with that. Mm-hmm. And that's the part about positivity that I think it doesn't feel natural for people. And I think that's okay. It doesn't have to. It takes mm-hmm. effort. Yeah. You have to that's, effort. That's right. the work that you have to put in. Yeah. Oof. Work. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What did work look like for you? Did, was it therapy? Like a lot of, or is it just self-care work? Yeah. Um, well, I think I went through different phases of that throughout my life. Mm-hmm. I think when you're kind of in a way forced to raise yourself, you're more conscious of the things around you. And like, I, it sounds weird to say, but I like studied a lot of people who I felt like they had their life together. Even those who who I felt like, didn't because like, how do you behave? How do you respond? Like even learning, like shaking people's hands and like um, being courteous and, and being kind, like it's all things that like, like you, you go out and you learn. And I think being receptive to that was something that was hugely helpful. Um, I, it took me years to find a therapist Mm -hmm. that I, I'm happy with. I, I'm so thankful for her. Um, but I went to so many therapy. I literally, like, I would sit there and tell people to go find therapy and I couldn't find it myself. Wow. It took so, and because I knew it was important and I've seen it help people mm-hmm. firsthand, but it took me so long to to find someone because um, it's really, it's not an easy thing. No, yeah. Um, especially when I was on, um, I was on food stamps and, and the Medicare system mm-hmm. when, when I had moved back out here because it's not like, I literally spent everything in my bank account to move back out here and pursue this ridiculous dream. Um, and I went through uh, the medical system and I was looking for therapists there and the experiences that I went through were like scary. I'd be in like, really? I'd be in like, it, like I remember one so vividly of this guy and the uh, his he had this like dark gray little office um, and the, there were stains all over the couches and the Ooh, walls uh, had stains. And it was just, Ooh. it just, the vibe, it was just, no good. it was dirty and unpleasant. And he just kept okay. asking me, and how did that make you feel? And how did that make you feel? And I was just like, uh, this really? isn't for me. Yeah, It yeah. might, it might um, that type of reflection might help some people. Mm-hmm. But sure. for me, I felt uncomfortable in that setting. Yeah, um, And I think too, having to go through that as well of not having um, I had healthcare, obviously, through Medi-Cal, um, but I wasn't getting top-of-the-line therapists. Um, and I think going through that experience, too, is like, I think it's so important to try to provide that help for people yes. who can't afford it. That's more than what um, is is reachable right now. Mm-hmm. So I think, um, well, I know providing, you know, free mental health care will be hugely important to people. Um, so that's just, that was a, another awakening for me to be like, um, it's 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 important. I'm sorry. I feel like I just went off on. I, no, no. It's a crisis. It is. Yeah. I mean, it it's, is. there's a mental health crisis. There yeah. is. I, you know, my daughter's school, the head of school was like, you know, going to have someone available to the kids because even transitioning with the pandemic and back in school and like yeah. a lot of kids 
are struggling. And, and I think it's beautiful to provide yeah. someone to talk to because, you know, sometimes your parents, they're not going to cut it. Or, sure. or they are. Well, they also don't have the tools necessarily. Not na- right. Like not everyone has the tools or knows how to navigate certain things. So I think being or is able a certified like that. not all parents are certified psychologists. You know who? No, no they're not. Certainly not. <laughs> yeah, certainly not. Yeah, and it's like you know I would sit down with the psychologist or there or whoever you know for the school and try to ask questions because I think having that help and and that resource is a big deal. Mm-hmm. And, Totally. And yeah. especially for children. Like yeah. I'm watching, oh my God, it's so cute. Why? So my little one, he doesn't really speak much, little bits. Um, anyways, he does a mix of sign language. And okay. the other day, my older son was getting really upset and we started them at this new school where they do social and emotional learning. So mm. every day at the start of school, they check in on their emotions. They give them a toolbox of different mm. tools they can use for breathing, for reflection, for... Oh, that's cool. It's insanely cool. And yeah. so my little one, my older one was getting upset. He was getting mad about something. And Shepard, the little one came up to him and was going like this. No. And holding up his hands no. and doing the numbers to breathe. And I was like, Okay, they're in the right place. They're in the yeah. right place. Like, he's learning those tools in school. Yeah. That's so cool. And we all needed that, right? It's something that should be taught, but I, when is, I went to school, it wasn't. I'm so no, happy to hear that that's something that... I feel like we, it's come a long way. You know, there's like yeah. mindfulness at my daughter's school and they do the like the things that kids can conceptualize, like the hot chocolate you know, like breathe, you sip the hot chocolate, you breathe out the, or whatever. I'm not saying the right thing, but they use like examples that kids She's can like, relate they to. Hot chocolate. <laughs> they give them hot chocolate and they feel and great. They feel <laughs> it just makes everything better. What are they putting on hot chocolate? I know, right? <laughs> but it's like the bubbles and you have your, I, you know, whatever. Yeah, they do it in yeah. kid friendly language. Yes, like yes, they've got yes. toolbox with yes. different color microphones. And it's like the, if you're feeling the red microphone, you pick it up because that's. That's anger. That's cool. And so you can express it through the red microphone, but we all know now that that's what you're expressing. Yeah. So it's not like, so that they start to learn the difference. Yeah, even to have the tool of like being able to express your emotions and if you're feeling something, knowing what you're feeling is so important. Like there was definitely a time in my life where I'm like, I'm feeling this and I don't know what this is because I didn't, I never went through having to categorize what Mm. different feelings were. Mm -hmm. And then when you know what they are, then you can try to like figure out a fix or a solution to them. Yeah. Uh, That's so cool to hear that they're, it's so important. Yeah. It's so important to know what you're feeling. Oh, yeah. Instead of just shoving the feelings down. Yes. Yes. And I think it's made at least my daughter more open talking about her feelings, you know, and Mm -hmm. vocalizing for herself, which I think is really great because. I know I never did that as a kid. Everything, I would hold everything in. Yeah. yeah. Well, I think you know? that's what we were taught to right. do too. Yeah, because it's coming off of like generational stuff. They didn't like, know. Yeah, they didn't know. But my mom is very spiritual and has always been very open about all this stuff. So I mm-hmm. guess to a certain degree, I had an advantage in that um, very open household. <laughs> Too open at times. But, um, <laughs> but I think that it's just so great that it is available yeah. now. Um, it's just, you know, and kids and observing them because there's my kid, my daughter has so many friends and it's like constant kids after school, kids that think, you know, and you're just like watching all these different kids and just the way they communicate. But I will say what I'm witnessing is all of them are very 
confident and open with saying exactly how they feel. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah. That's to the amazing. point like where one joined us for lunch and like asked, like, are you disappointed that I'm here? Oh. And one wow. of one of the girls was like, Well, it's not the worst. Like oh. it was like <laughs> I was like, oh my God, wait, they're so honest, but like maybe, maybe we too can honest, tone it we back can. a little bit. <laughs> wait, that is amazing. I know. I was like, wait, wait. So I think she was like, you're like this message of like, yes, advocate for yourself. I be open, like be it. honest. You know what I mean? Yeah. But then, yeah. And then there's feelings to consider and whatnot. But, That's, you know. that comes. That's, you know, yeah. learn to express yourself, then learn how to do it in a, in a kind and nice way. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah for yeah. sure. Yeah. But it's just interesting to observe. Yeah. You know, do you want kids? I don't know. Mm-hmm. At least right now in my life, I don't. I joke, oh, my cars are my kids. Yeah. I also couldn't imagine living life without having like children or a family. Mm-hmm. I, after losing family and really only having my um, my mom and my brother who live on the other side of the country, I like family is important to me mm-hmm. as I get older. If you'd have asked me last year, I'd be like, nah, I'm good. I don't want kids. But as I'm as I'm getting older, I'm like, you know what? I couldn't imagine the thought of being old in a home by myself and not having mm. someone, um, someone family to um, experience those years with because I don't think my partner, like I can't expect them to be alive with me for the remainder of life. I mean, it's a yeah. dark way to think after losing, you know, someone, but it's the truth. You know, someone's yeah. got to live longer than the other. Right. Um, and I don't want to be alone. And maybe that's a selfish reason to have kids. But as I'm, yeah, as I'm getting older, I'm kind of like, well, it'd be pretty cool to have that family and and do the things I never got to do. Like have like like good holidays and celebrate those and and instill things that I'd like to leave behind on this earth. Um, like instill good I don't know. Yeah, that's not a word. (laughs) No, no, it works. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's still it's a working process. I've been thinking. I've been. It's it's been something that I've been thinking about. I don't know if I'm ready now, um, but the thought scares me of living the rest of my life alone. Whether that's me having kids or adoption or whatever it is, um, I feel like eventually there will be something. Yeah. What do you have to say to people that don't have a thing? That don't have like a passion or something. Yeah. Um, because that I think is what people stumble with a lot is mm, like yeah. if they had the thing, they'd feel better. Right. I wish I had the right answer. Um I didn't find cars, cars found me. Right. And I feel like it'll come to you, whoever's listening when it's supposed to. Mm -hmm. And I don't think you need to stress on it. But I also feel like you need to put yourself out there. And it's what we were talking about earlier. If you, what you put out in the universe is what you're going to get. If you're not willing to go out and experience things and find what you love, it's not gonna, like, you're not open to it. So life may not give it to you. Mm -hmm. If you're going out there with a a good mindset of like, I want to try new things and find what I love, then that might come to you. Right. Um, At least that's what I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, but I also think everything happens for a reason. And um, I believe life has good intentions for people. Um, so it's so interesting, like to hear you say that, you know, and like, so do you look back on what happened with your dad? Do you have a positive spin on it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm, it sounds so fucked, but I'm grateful 
for the outcome of it. Obviously, I'm not grateful he's not here today. I wish he still were. But I'm I'm grateful of the person I've become because, because of what had happened. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, I I like I sincerely just feel like I have this um, drive, maybe pun intended. I know that I wouldn't have if that didn't happen. Right, right. Yeah. But you've taken something, and I think a lot of people that have tragedies in their life and traumas, and but if you can take it and you get a lesson from it, or you you know, have learned things and grow in certain areas and can like spin it and try to find the strength in it or the positive in it, Mm -hmm. which obviously is very challenging. And some people might be able to do it a little better than others, but, but it's a beautiful thing to be able to yeah, and it Take and that. don't get me wrong, it didn't happen overnight. You know, of course. over a decade later, I reflect back. I'm like, okay, I see, now I can see how it's the trajectory of my life has changed for the better. Yeah, and do you have a spiritual connection as far as like your father goes? Is there anything outside of yourself that you connect with? I go back and forth. Mm-hmm. Um, I I really don't know. I feel like there's been some, like there's been times in my life since my dad has passed where I'm like, man, there's a, a guardian angel looking over my shoulder. It must, my dad's looking after me. Right. I feel that whether I know that that's true or not, mm-hmm. obviously I don't know. Um, I'm not religious mm-hmm. really. I was raised in an extremely religious household. So I think that okay. might've deterred me a bit as I got older. Mm-hmm. Um I like to believe I'm spiritual, but there has been, it's been some weird fucking coincidences and I've been saved in really weird times for me not to believe that there is mm, something. Something. Yeah. Yeah. I love your honesty. Yeah. <laughs> You're just such an honest human and it's really beautiful. Thank you. To witness you, it seems like you just have like a really strong connection to your integrity. Yeah. I mean, I'm in. I like, I'm an, I'm an open book. I don't, yeah. I, I don't always have the answers, but I appreciate <laughs> you saying that. Yeah. I mean, you also have a podcast, right? I do have a podcast. Yes. Yeah. Um, Tell us. So it's funny you say Fast and Furious earlier because um, <laughs> my friend Sung Kang, who's in the Fast and Furious franchise, mm-hmm. um, he and I started a podcast together um, called Car, uh, Car Stories. And we feel cars is, uh, everyone has a connective tissue to cars. Um, most people, and if you're fortunate enough to have a car or have, who have had a first car or maybe a, a car experience elsewhere growing up, um, a lot of people have a memory with a vehicle. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't know, maybe it was your first kiss or whatever it is, you know, it doesn't yeah. have to be racing or modifying. Um, but cars is kind of like a, a connective tissue in a way. Um, and we've got to um, talk with some pretty incredible people. Um, and Cars is always kind of the the grounding of it. And we hear their stories and what makes them tick and more um, more so what legacy do they hope to leave behind um, and more high-level conversations of um, just kind of getting deep with it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, I love yeah. it. You say that and I'm like, oh my God, like all these stories like in cars, Same. you know? Mm-hmm. Like you're so right. And yeah. 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 At first I was back. like, I don't. And then I, and then oh, you said my God. Some, and it took me right back to like, there's certain cars that when I see oh. them, I feel my dad. Or, oh. or like when I have my memories, I 
can feel and smell the leather or the yeah. way the sound, like the steering wheel, the smell. Like, I'm like, I love that's where you went. I was like, yeah. my first car. Oh, <laughs> like my Jeep Grand Cherokee 97 with like the pink and white stripe around it, sitting with my high school boyfriend, listening to Ghetto Superstar and kissing in front of his house. Yeah. That's, and that's us. That's us. <laughs> in a nutshell. <laughs> but yeah, but that's so true. You know, yeah. like just the car member. It's really cool yeah. and really fun. Yeah. And I'm sure people have crazy stories and oh, memories yeah. and, and whatnot. Yeah. <laughs> you guys, I had a car phone in my car. I did too. You did? Yeah, my brother got it for me. Oh, your brother got it for you. Yeah. yeah. I never well, had a car phone, but I know well, what because you you're guys so are talking young. about. You're so young. You're like, um, you plugged it in with the lighter. Of, I know of the car phones. Yeah, because my dad was like, if you're in a car, I need to know if there's an emergency. Yeah, before cell phones. Before cell yeah. phones. And GPS. It sounds so bougie, though. Like, it was so big, and I'd have to it was hold massive. it out. <laughs> like, the... We sound like we're so old, like with our, like, our big car phones. <laughs> well, well, we are I mean, old. We are. Yeah. We're old. It's a different generation. But yeah, oh my God, it just brings up so much. And I think it's just so cool and everything that you're doing. Oh my God, building. thank you. I want to like see all your cars. Y- you guys <laughs> I want to go on a drive with whenever. you. Yeah. yeah. Do you like race at all? Are you? I don't the- race in a competitive series, but I do um, road racing and I do go to the drag strip and I I do a lot of drag racing. And I, at one point, I don't like using the phrase my claim to fame, but what I grew a lot of recognition for in the industry was at one point building the world's fastest yeah. new generation Corvette. So um, cool. So, so building cool. and piloting I mean. that. So then I kind of got became obsessed with wanting to like tinker cars and make them faster and push the limits and find where the limits are and then take them to the drag strip and try to set those quarter mile times with them. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> that is so fucking cool. Thanks. <laughs> do you ever let your partner, I don't know if you're in a relationship now, but do you ever let your partner drive? Um, I try to keep my, uh, that side of my life private, uh-huh. um, in terms of friends, I'll let some friends drive, not all. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, uh, I, I can sometimes be a backseat driver and I really don't passenger well. I would um, imagine, I would imagine <laughs> yeah. you not being in the I don't even seat. like, I don't even ride in airplanes very well. I get that. Because uh, you're you not like controlling control it. Yeah. Whatever yeah. it is. Yeah. I totally get that. Which is a weird thing. Like when I was young, I was like, yeah, no problem. This is like in the past like five years, it's become more of a thing. Wow. Uh, Do you want to fly a plane someday? I'm actually working on getting my license You are getting, of course you're getting your (laughs) license. (laughs) Um, How many hours do you have? I have eight. I don't have that many. You only have eight now. Got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, So What is it, like a thousand? How many do you need? Like 30, I believe. I'm going to speak. And then my, my, uh, my coach or my my uh, the pilot guy I'm studying under is going to hate me for this, but I'm still <laughs> so new into it. Yeah, yeah. but eight um, hours is still that's, it's good. It's, that's a, a it's commitment. A time that's, that's so yeah. cool. Though. Put in time. Yeah, so cool. I flew a plane once, like it was a birthday present. You did what? Yes. Did they From let who? you? Did they let you land or take off? No, in the air. Oh God, no. It was like <laughs> you know my first time ever. It was a little Cessna, mm-hmm. and I flew the plane. What? Was, yeah. What kind of plane? Cessna. It's like a little tiny. You like act a like I'm engine. supposed to know what a Cessna <laughs> is. She's like, it's a Cessna. You, you know the smaller planes that have the propeller in the front, just one. No. Okay. But yes, <laughs> sure. Anyway, I get it. Yeah, that is what I. Assuming flew. yeah, assuming that's what you flew. But yeah, it may have cool. had two. That's even cooler if that's the case. I don't quote me on that either. <laughs> it was so a long by time you ago. saying you flew the plane, that means you held those things. 
I steered it and I had to like make it go up and make it go down. Oh, and like, yeah, yeah, I flew the plane. No. I flew the plane. Yes. Flying's fun. It was I cool. I would imagine it's I fun, was like, I'm but... happy I didn't have to land. That is intimidating. My first time doing yeah. an introductory flight, um, <laughs> they had me land. No. Oh my God. Yeah. They're like, she can handle it. <laughs> and I like, I did. I was, oh my God. I was scared. It was crab walking a little. I didn't. He's like the, the guys there to the pilots there to take controls if needed. Yeah. Yeah. It was. Yeah. But you handled it like. I mean, as far as boss, I know, he, sure. was, he was still helping a little without me noticing because it was a tunnel vision of like. Oh my God. Yeah. That's yeah. what would scare the shit out of me is landing. Yeah. Yeah. But are it's, you comfortable with it now? Um, I, again, I'm still like so beginning with my hours, um, that I probably wouldn't say comfortable yet. Yes. Um, but it did also make me learn things like when you're in the air, um, you know, you're safer than takeoff and landing. Those are actually the more, we both say they're scared of flying. Yeah. Things to really be scared of flying are like the takeoffs and the landings. Yeah. That's what I'm always afraid of. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh, but why? Sorry, excuse me. Why, why is that? Um, it's just let's let's en- enhance my fear. Right I feel now. like I'm not like the right person to speak on um, aero design, <laughs> um, but it's I I from what I'm aware of, and again I'm still learning. It has more to do with stalling the airplane, um, and when you know you have your airfoils or the the wings of the plane in order to fly, there has to be a positive pressure on the bottom side and, and then a negative on the top, and that's what keeps you above the ground. And when you stall, it's when you don't have that pressure, so the plane falls. So if you're taking off and the plane stalls, it's going to fall down mm. because you're not, um, you don't have the pressure under the wings. Ooh. And when you're falling, you can't get that again. And then same when you're uh, when you're landing. Great. Versus if you're in the yeah, air, don't you, you can happy you have I don't know why I asked that question. <laughs> There's no way I had the two propellers. It was just the one. You could have. I don't know. Sorry, my brain. <laughs> this is my brain now. And I'm like, what did I... And you scared the shit out of her, though, by the way. She's already scared of flying. Yeah, and now I she's going to be it. thinking, like, the You're fine. positive and the negative. I'm like, did, I think it, catch a, did it catch then. the thing? I know. <laughs> I know. Did but at least you're on the ground. For what? cars? Yeah. Oh. Like, I don't love the idea of, like, free falling from well, the air. again, take off and landing. The chances of that happening in air are, like, slim to none. Right. So mm-hmm. you're going to be close to the ground anyway. Well, even, even if, like, you're like in flight, like if something were to, like, it's just so hard to just randomly fall out of the sky. Like it's just like, that's not really Well, they possible. say dying like, in a car, obviously. This is cozy. I, this is a this great is conversation, really you guys. Cozy, guys. <laughs> I'm feeling great. You know, people driving to work in the morning. <laughs> when they are, they're guys. driving. You guys they're are sitting safe on, on the airplane ground. about to take yeah. off as we're talking about this right now. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. Go ask to fly the plane. Oh, I just got anxiety thinking if I was listening to this about to do I either. would turn it off. I would turn it off. You'd be like, fuck these guys. It's yeah. right. Just remember, I only have eight hours and I don't know what I'm talking about. So <laughs> you like find comfort in that. Yeah, find and comfort. We'll, we'll leave the I'm driving. not a professional. We'll leave space. the driving statistics alone. <laughs> let's go back to talking about feet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, let's bring it full circle. We're back I'll to soon feet. get DMs Cozy. for flying yeah. barefoot. Yeah, 100%. Barefoot. Would you, you gonna get that? there? No, no, no. You're not doing any of it. I mean, I might fly Barefoot, barefoot, but I would never record it or like no. send people videos. I can just, that's so cool. Just like, yeah, just so comfortable flying a plane with a fly barefoot. You <laughs> Do you know? ever drive barefoot? No. Do you? No. No. Uh-uh. I don't. It doesn't feel I like having the flat surface. Yeah. Huh. 
And I never learned how to drive stick shift. Me neither. Well, hmm. the cars are so, they make them so easy nowadays to drive stick. Do they? The ones that they build, like yeah. manual, like mm-hmm. the new ones. Yeah, they mm-hmm. make them so easy. Well, did, did we ask what your ultimate dream car is? No. Um, it's a Ferrari F40. Mm. Okay. Um, it's like an older Ferrari. It was the last one that um, Enzo himself built. Technically, the F50 he designed, but he wasn't alive for it when it came out. But the F40 is like my dream car. It was like a groupie rally car, um, which was like an old style of racing that was super dangerous, but so cool. Um, <laughs> that's that's my favorite car. It's only what year a couple million be? dollars. 90s. It's <laughs> 90s. 90s. Yeah. Couple million. Oh my God. <laughs> Isn't that so, it's so crazy to me. The cars are that much money. It's insane. Yeah. It's a house. Yeah. It's a yeah. few houses. A couple houses. Yeah. 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 Depends where you live. Yeah, depends where you live. Where you exactly. Live. Exactly. Well, I think your whole story, everything is so fascinating. And to hear you speak about everything so eloquently and openly is awesome. Um, I think everything you're doing is so cool and inspirational with thank all of you. it. So I want to thank you for bringing it all to the, the world. Yeah, thank you guys for having me on. Yeah. I appreciate was... it. And let me take my shoes off with a comfy blankie. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so we aim to get cozy at all costs around here. Um, not with our conversation about planes falling out <laughs> of the sky. Anything. <laughs> or anything ever. <laughs> But we we do it while being cozy anyway. Yeah, we talk about some real uncomfortable shit while putting a blanket on you. While in a sleeping bag. (laughs) That's our tagline. (laughs) Yeah. But thanks. And then Car Stories, your podcast, super awesome. Thank you. Um, Yeah, I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah, Yeah. for sure. I mean, it sounds, yeah, instantly. I was like, oh my God. (laughs) Ghetto superstars playing in my mind. (laughs) So fun. But thank you so much. Yeah, thank you. It's very fitting that Amelia is our guest because I was just in Vegas for five days. That's uh, true. Watching some races. How was that? Oh, yeah. How was that? It was a very long and exhausting trip. Was there joy in it at all? Yeah, it was fun. And it was it was cool to see the scale of it. Um, lots of good food. That's all that matters. You were with Roy Choi. I was with Roy Choi. Our yeah. Favorite. He snuck us into his restaurant. Why do you have to sneak uh, you in? Why couldn't you walk in? It was last minute and it was race weekend. So there's a lot of people there. You mean he oh, got you mean you're you special. in. He didn't sneak you in. Yeah, he got us a reservation. Like you didn't like have to go in the back an door. An hour before we, yeah, we didn't have to go in the back door. Did you have to put a jacket over your face as yeah. you walked in? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm jealous. See, I want to go to Roy Choi's restaurant. It was, it was so good. Let's go. It's in Vegas. You, it's in Vegas. You yeah. have the inn. Can you get us in? Yeah, yeah. You guys, okay. Something I want to talk about. Okay. Okay, it was just Thanksgiving. And my niece was really sick for the first time. She's five months old. She got her first sickness. And this is a question for you guys, okay? Because I know there's like people of the mind, like kids need to get sick, blah, blah, blah. You know, or the people that are like, if you have a kid that's fucking sick, don't bring it around my baby, right? There's like different mentalities. Mm-hmm. And I want to know where you guys lie in that. Where do you think I lie in that? I well, I'm the audience might not know Olivia. <laughs> Someone's sick. Don't bring them around. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, but there's a lot but of like, people that think, oh, it's just a cold. It's just a cold. Like no big deal. They're at school. Kids are at school. They're going to be around. But when it's a baby, I would definitely never bring a sick kid right. to a baby's house. Right. Ever. If, if there's a kid under a year. 
right? Is that right. what we're saying? Under a year yeah. old baby or under two? There's not much you can do for a baby under six months old. Am I right? What do you mean do for? Like, like Tylenol? I, I was wondering. No. Right? Is that right? I don't think so. I don't think so. I had to read it. I don't, don't, I don't quote me on it, but I thought maybe. But yeah, so like my— I hope everyone quotes you on that. Thanks, Rob. Uh, so, you know, they had friends come over, and I guess my mom was there at the time, and then like when she was leaving, she heard like the kid that was there like had a bad cough, and she was like, what? Like No. I mean, but now, there are sometimes, like for instance, our friends invited us over not that long ago, and they weren't having any kids over. But they were like, Elliot and Shepard can come, but could you just be mindful if they have any sort of viruses or whatever, not to come because our kids have to go do something, right? And be healthy for it. There's a little bit of due diligence you have to do as a parent of an infant. Like during COVID times, like when Vincent was born, like people around him had to wear masks for the first like six months. Mm -hmm. Right. But even if it's not a baby, like in this case, these weren't babies that we could potentially get sick, but we were like, for us, we're like, of course, we're not going to bring our sick kids over to your house. However, we're like, heads up though, when Shepard gets a cold, we're talking three weeks later, he'll still be coughing from that cold. So he could still have a cough. A lot of kids could still have a cough three weeks out. They're not contagious anymore. So I think that if I was going to bring a sick kid to the, if I was going to bring a kid that still had a cough, I'd be like, just so you know, he was sick three weeks ago, still has a cough that lingers. Are you comfortable so with that? So supposedly the mom said, oh, he's been sick for like a couple of weeks. Like this was a couple of weeks old or something, you know? Yeah. But he was still all over the baby and like coughing and stuff. Oh, I would definitely keep him away from the baby. Yeah, but they didn't keep him away from the baby. So like yeah, that's you keep on him away from all the baby. of them. Wait, so the baby has RSV now? Yeah. Yeah. And the other kid... We don't know. I don't know. The other we don't at know. At this point, that that's where it came from. We're assuming because a kid, a young kid, came over and had a gnarly cough. So, yeah, you would assume and was like around the baby. The baby doesn't really go anywhere. So for Courtney, I think she might need to start doing what my friends did when they invited us over. Just like, hey, if your kids have anything, what about if it's just kids our age? Yeah, are we like, kids? No, our <laughs> our kids around. <laughs> Calvin and uh-huh. Briar and Elliot's yeah, age, older. like a cold. It's not a Yeah, big deal. you're not really But flagging. for her, for Olivia, it is because of Shepard. But I yeah. still heads up people. If Sniffles? I was still heads up. Yeah. yeah. Because I don't like it when people do that to us. Obviously, I'm more protective because of Shepard's lung issues. But if we were going to go play with someone, I would say heads up. Elliot's got sniffles if you want to meet somewhere outside, if that makes you feel more comfortable, if you don't. But I would never bring, like, I would never bring a sniffling, even if it's just a cold, Elliot over here without getting permission. Right. Or checking. How do you handle that, though? Because what if you are a little uncomfortable, but you also don't want to be that person? What do you mean? She's asking for advice. She's like, I want to be that person, but I'm not sure how to be that person. What do you mean? Which person? How, so you're bringing Elliot over with a cold. You warn her. Yeah. And she wants to be like, not keep him away. How do you handle that? Well, it depends. I think that you just are on but right? Am but, I, was that accurate? Well, yeah. Like if you're like, I really don't want to deal with a cold. But, I'm, but then but I also, I also El- don't want to be that person. That's yeah. like, don't come over with a cold because it's just a cold. You know what I mean? I, it dep- if you really don't want to deal with a cold, I would say that. 
I'd be like, I don't want to well, be that to you, person. Yes, but Obviously I mean people that aren't me. like your this, yeah. right? Like, yeah, you say I hate to be that person. Can I just tell you mm-hmm. why it's harder for? I'm not going to say harder for me. It's hard for any parent to deal with a sick kid, but it's just me. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Someone gets <laughs> yeah. sick. You know, you and, and so if or... she goes down and then I go down, it's like just us, right? So it does create an extra level of like, oh fuck. Well, I think there's only so much you can do having a kid at school. They're going to be exposed to all of that anyway. All the time. But you can limit having a sick kid in your house knowing they have a cold. Right. That's a sure way. I've definitely like eased up on like the colds of the world because it's like. Well, we all lived through COVID. Right. And if we were that extreme about everything, we'd all just be inside all the time. Right. We've had to kind of give in that. It's out of our control a bit. Right. And we usually say yes to like, me, like say we were going to meet your family and you're like, heads up, Vincent has a little cold. We'd go probably still go. Go to the park. Exactly. Like Jeff would be like, we're going. I don't care. It's cold. Mm-hmm. But I would feel better having had the option than just showing up and being like, oh, cool. Your kids are sick. Well, it's because like, if you're going to go see your 98-year-old grandma the next day, maybe you wouldn't come. But exactly. It's just, yeah, having yeah. awareness. Mm-hmm. Having awareness. I have a question or Uh-oh. story. Jesus. I don't know. This is a good one. Okay, well. This was Calvin's soccer practice. Oh, okay. Oh, I, yeah. I sent you guys the video yeah. of it. Yeah. So there was, Calvin scored a goal in a soccer practice. And there's this kid on the other team that gets really angry. Practice or a game? It's like a training Okay. Course that they do drills and then they do a little yeah. scrimmage at yeah. the end. Okay. So scrimmage, the game the at the end, yeah. uh, he's Calvin scores a goal. This kid gets mad and pushes someone else on the other t- on Calvin's team. He just gets like because Calvin scores. Yeah, because his team was scored on. He gets really upset. This, yeah. And yeah. pushes this other kid, and the mom of the other kid starts like yelling, and then they like pull him out, and the coach and the dad are talking. Mm-hmm. Calvin then scores another goal and he's just like fuming from the sideline as they're talking. And then <laughs> balls in again. Calvin's like on a breakaway about to score another goal. This kid comes flying, like runs away from the dad and the coach <laughs> and just kicks Calvin in the thigh, like scrapes up his leg, oh. knocks him over. He had cleats on. Oh, yeah, he's he wearing cleats. cleats on. Just takes him out. And then what happened? I mean, Calvin was hurt, but did, he, what, did Calvin like say anything? Did he cry? Did you run over? Um, I didn't run over. I was kind of letting it play out. I was watching <laughs> all this happen, yeah. and the dad and coach were like kind of already intervening. And this program, they don't like the parents to get too involved, anyways. Like it's meant okay. to be sure, sure. There's like four or five coaches too that are That's doing an excessive amount of coaches. That's very excessive. Yeah. I mean, he was hurt. That was mostly what happened was he couldn't really run as well because it was, I think, stinging. He had like a big scrape up his thigh. That's horrible. <laughs> and then afterwards, I like asked him about it in the car. And he's like, yeah, that guy's crazy. I don't know why. He, <laughs> I don't know why he was getting that mad. But <laughs> That guy's that crazy. Guy's, well, that, that's accurate. Yeah. And you, yeah, yeah, I'm glad he wasn't pissed. He didn't like get up and shove him or yeah. anything. And I I was taking video as it happened too. And the dad like swoops in and grabs the kid again because he escaped. Yeah. Um, he escaped. Yeah. 
but it was, like it was wild. Deathmatch stuff. I feel going like on. he handled that really well, though. That that's a really well adjusted way to look at it. Like, ooh. Like, it's not him. Nothing he did. He was like, that guy's clearly unhinged. You know? (laughs) That kid's taking it too serious. Oh. Yeah. That's good, little cow. Yeah. But then it also made me feel… What did you say? I didn't. I was just like, yeah, you didn't do anything there. Like, he's… He is taking it too seriously. Um, Right. Made me feel bad for the kid, though. For sure. As well. Because I took a video… I had a video of all three incidents and like the end of the second goal you can see him just yelling he's like crying and screaming at calvin oh, and calvin i don't like even no. calvin's just like oblivious and like oh yeah i just got a goal and he's gonna run back and and then yeah that happened that kid has some stuff going on i think it does make me wonder like where this kid's learning it is it something that is learned behavior is something he was just born with I don't think we'll have any information on that unless you knew the people more. Because there's things that my kids do, Shepard in particular, that I'm like, that was never modeled to him. Like, Mm -hmm. that is a regulation issue. Or that's, you know, sometimes kids have sensory issues or they have, you know, different regulation issues. Mm -hmm. And they don't have the same nervous system as the rest of us. So. It could be that. It could be that the dad rages every day. We don't know, but I think it's more important to look at how do we deal with our children in those circumstances in response to that. Because there's always going to be those kids where you're like, and I've been the mom where someone's freaking side-eyeing me at C's Candy. Like, do something about your kid. And you're just like, lady, if I could, I've, fucking would you know right right yeah that must be hard it's so hard it makes me want to numbchuck people yeah it just goes to show you just you don't ever know you don't ever know Mm -mm. Mm. um Mm -mm. on a lighter note it's not lighter speaking of soccer yeah briar had her last game of the season they lost every single game (laughs) (laughs) Do they, is it just, <laughs> it's games or or practices? No, it's or? games. She's it's now games. in 10U, so it's actual games. Are they good or is it, oh, well, clearly, clearly they're not, not good. good. They, were, it, they were last in their division. Is it like organized? Okay. Is it just 20 kids on the field running after the ball? No, no this is actual positions now. Once yeah. Last year, yes, but this year it's actual coach and positions and whatnot. And the girls tried so hard. Good it, for them. They were just so bad. I mean, that's why we did the program. Because, yeah. like, having a six-year-old play no. games. Is, yeah, yeah, yeah. No. no. But then they don't keep score before. This year was the first year they do. And it was our last game, and we were up one nothing. Then we were tied. Then it was hey. really, the girls, they tried yeah, so hard. hard. They lost every. I can't. Single that's like Ted Lasso. Game. But here's the thing. It's good. That's why I think. It's good for them. Is because I think kids need to learn that they need to learn. Need to learn but they did. Lose. At least they scored in their last game. You know, I'm like, at least first... you guys scored a goal. And Briar's yeah. little friend knows she's like, but we didn't win. <laughs> I was like, is that the first goal of the season too? No, Briar scored a goal this season. Good. Oh, the look on their face when they, I, it's the best in the world. They feel so like just you know, oh, yeah, yeah. 
Calvin's yeah. always like scanning to make sure I'm watching after Aww. he scores his goal. Of course. Then just like proudly runs back. Aw, it's very sweet. But yeah, I finally finished watching the Beckham documentary. They talk about they ha- he's had affairs. Like he talks about it openly. They allude to it, right? I haven't. So I guess they allude to it, and I don't know. Do you think any successful marriage, when you're like that couple, that infidelity is inevitable, and they just work through it? No. I don't think it's inevitable. I don't I think, think it's inevitable. Some not, of those okay, relate, fine, but you know what I mean. I would imagine some of those relationships. That's like part of the rules. I think like that's allowed. I think lo- the like traveling, regard like, even if you're not a celebrity, I think any job that makes you travel that much and be away from yeah. your partner so much, I think, lends itself to higher risks. And of you infidelity. look like David Beckham. He, <laughs> I, I mean, he's a god. He's literally. A god. So he's figuratively a god. Okay. <laughs> okay. I don't know. I, I find them to be a success. Yeah. 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 All right. This is a good question based on what we just talked about. Okay. Is it normal to be frustrated at my girlfriend because she wants to close our open relationship? <laughs> my girlfriend and I have been together for nine years. We are both each other's first companions. A year into her relationship, she expressed her desire for an open relationship, explaining that she didn't want to regret ever only having had sex with one partner, and that love and sex are two different things, and that you can be attracted to one person without it changing your love for the one you love. I agreed with his reasoning and so accepted his proposal. (laughs) Anyways, it turns out that during these eight years as a free couple, she's had the opportunity to have fun elsewhere many, many, many times. As for me, it's been a total desert. Not even the slightest flirt or kiss. Hmm. I knew it was more complicated for men than for women. I had no idea it would be this hard. But against all odds, over the past month, I've become very close with a friend who's also in an open relationship. Uh And I think there's a serious way of going further with her. But Uh yesterday, my girlfriend announced that she wanted to close her open relationship. She announced it. That we're going back to an exclusive relationship because we've had a lot of fun. But we've got to go think about the future now and getting married and having kids. Can't go on like this forever. And since we've agreed that each of us could close the relationship whenever we wish, I had no choice but to say yes. And so we are exclusive again since yesterday. She obviously is unaware of my reapproachment with this friend, nor of the fact that for me, these years have been a desert in terms of sexuality because the rule was everyone does their own thing without telling the other. I contacted this friend today to tell her about the situation and the fact that now it's better to cut contact, and she accepted. So here I am today in an extremely depressing situation, and I can't help feeling frustrated against her. I know she hasn't done anything wrong, but to think that for years she's been having fun, and when it's finally my turn, it's suddenly over and too late. It frustrates me. She 100% checked his phone, saw that he was getting really close and an emotional connection, and she decided to pull the plug on the open relationship. Well, he... I mean, that's kind of against the open relationship rules, too. Like, yeah. But- I, I, I don't think it's fair. Um, why does she, doesn't she get know. to Well, to she also doesn't know that he hasn't yeah, been yeah. sleeping with people the whole time. Right. There's a few, there's a few things to unpack. Here. Yeah, but here's the thing. It's like when Jeff decided he wanted to move to Roseville. I and was have like, an open relationship. <laughs> <No>. <laughs> I was like, okay, that's your choice. The next choice is mine. Yeah. Right? So then I choose L.A. If he were to be like, now it's Texas, I'd be like, no, it's my choice now. 
right? Mm-hmm. So it's the same. Even, this is back and forth. That's your rule. Yeah. Not a like joint decision. The joint decision <laughs> was if you take that, I get the next. Mm. So I think that if you're going to have an open relationship and you say, hey, I want an open relationship and the person goes against what they really want, but they're doing it for you, mm-hmm. that when it's time to close it, you give them the opportunity to have their say now. Because you're the one who... I mean, maybe he picked where they went for lunch and now it's her turn. No, you get your say on the relationship. I think if he wants to keep it open, he should get to keep it open because he was willing to have it open for her. Now she needs to be willing to have it open for him. Yeah, but also the fact no? that it's a close friend. Yeah, no, that, it's, it's like that's it's it danger, like danger to, zone. Personally. That's not just like because the he's depressed because he was actually connecting, like emotionally connecting and wanting to explore. Yeah, and falling in love with this other. Yeah, person. but that's her like fault, it. right? No, I know. You're yeah. right. Sure, but the. Isn't the he point... needs to voice how he's feeling? Right. That's the, the communication is the issue. They're not communicating. He's not communicating to her. Yeah. But but how do you say wait? You're saying aren't the rules like not aren't the rules? But the it's point possible. But the point of an open relationship isn't it that like you're finding the relationship and love aspect here, and then you're having the sexual fun aspect elsewhere? Like Good that's luck. what he how he phrased it as well. So the fact that he is falling for this other person that he's friends with is also maybe problematic. Sure, but the thing is, is that for some, it's not a one-size-fits-all approach. Like some people to get, some people, like he said, it's really easy for her as a woman to just go out there and get sex, right? Mm -hmm. But as a man, he may be the kind of man that it takes a little bit more effort and connection to get to that level with someone. And so for him, that's part of having sex. He's going to fall in love with them first. Apparently. He might need to connect with them. I'm sorry. They said that they've been in a nine-year relationship. And after a year, they decided an open relationship. So for eight years, he didn't get other action. I'd let him have it. I think yeah. it's a fair point for I him. Would. I think it's a fair point for him to be like, yeah, you had fun and I didn't. Like you had this element satiated and it's so he was sticky. not. Their situation's so sticky. Yeah. I I mean, if I was him, I'd be like, it's my turn, lady. But it's my turn with this girl that I'm developing yeah, but she, feelings for that she like she probably knows if it's their friend. Or his friend. Yeah. But we don't know what the girl did. We don't know who she was having fun what with. What if she didn't either? Was she, <laughs> she was with the other partner. Eight years is a long time. Open relationships are a tricky concept for me, but I know people that can do it successfully. But I find it hard to put those parameters on, like, you're allowed to have sex, but no feelings. Like, you can't control that. How though. do you control that? Yeah. Trust me, I've tried to control that. Yeah. <laughs> like, that's yeah, how did not... you control that, Rachel? Yeah. What? What? <laughs> how did you Your master sex with yeah. no feelings? <laughs> well, guys, since I have you here. <laughs> I just don't think it's that easy for certain people. For some people, it is. Right. Right. Right, which maybe the people that's not easy for open relationships aren't for them. Right. Maybe it's not a viable option for them. Would you be in an open relationship? No, no, I don't think so. Would you? 
No. No. Okay. I don't know. <laughs> really walking that back. <laughs> no, I. it's hard for me to say because I'm not, right, you know. totally dependent on yes, also, situation. I, me as a person, if, I know that if I'm in love with someone, I don't want to share them with other people. But if David Beckham texted you and was like… I, he's never… Listen, I think he's a beautiful man, but that's not who does you it. You haven't watched the documentary. Fair. All right. If who? Brad Pitt texts you and is like… Who 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 am I picking here? That I don't know. I don't text think I you have and any. is like we can be in a relationship, but I'm can't be faithful. I don't think I have any celebrity crushes. Barack Obama texts you. <laughs> Could you do it though? If they didn't <laughs> need to be open, if yeah. they didn't need to be open, but like, but go you ahead. can go do whatever. Here's you the want. problem. Here's the problem. Okay, I prefer an emotional connection to someone if I'm going to sleep with them. That being said, that is the problem. Well, no. <laughs> it's a major problem. No. It's pretty fucked but, up, Rachel. <laughs> Weird. No, so like if they were like, you can have an open… I would only be doing that if I like had feelings for someone else and then everything's fucked to begin with because right. that's, that's an emotional affair and you know how I feel about that. And that's kind of what I'm saying about this guy. Like it seems maybe cutting that one off. If it's like a weekend away and he's in an open relationship and like that seems to be the lane that makes sense for that. Like a one night stand at a bar. Yeah, but what if you? I don't know. It's tricky for me. I feel like it's almost like sobriety. It's like once you put that line in the sand and then you move it. Mm-hmm. No, I don't think I'm not an open relationship type of person. Do you think that they can work successfully with certain people? Have you ever seen one work? No, not firsthand, but I will say this, and I have vocalized this before. I think as I've gotten older, I noticed that like you don't need someone 24-7, seven days a week, like in a relationship, like time apart, stuff like that doesn't bother me like no. it used to. Do you know what I mean? And I know I've said that before because like I know people that like the husband, you know, has to go work for two months and then comes back for two months and like they have a beautiful marriage. And like I've always looked up to their relationship, like how well it works and they're not together all the time. And so it's kind of like changed my perspective. So I have kind of been like, you know, and especially for myself who, you know, I've been a single mom for like a long time, whatever. Like I can also see how that could fit to not be day in, day out traditional for me personally. Yeah. I mean, it's good not to put all your like relationship needs onto one person. Mm-hmm. And like spread it out with your friends. and I never thought you know. I could be, you know, because I was always very like, you know, wanting the person. All in. All in, yeah. all the time, da, da, da. And then as time has gone on and I've gotten older, I've just kind of realized like, you know what? I don't like people that much. I don't like people. No, I've just realized that like every situation can be kind of different and Different things work for different people. I think that's also maturity, though. Yeah, I yeah. Think that's what I'm mature, saying. It's like getting older. You're not as needy. Right. You're just like, I'm That's good. a big part of it. And when you're younger, you're way more needy. Like, yeah. Or even like more jealous or insecure or whatever. All of it. All of you it. You care. You actually care. And then you get older, you're like, I don't give a fuck. You're like, what? what did, I just <laughs> want I just want to do No, but thing. you just yeah. want someone. Look, you want to trust someone. You want to have love. You want to have all these things, but you don't. All the little things that you thought you needed when you were younger, it's not what you need Mm-mm. in like a real loving relationship. I agree. Thank you. Yeah. Separate bedrooms. I'm 
yeah, advocating I know. for. I know. It's, but it's like you understand things as you get older in a different way. Yeah. Yeah. Well, nice. We a Hallmark card. That note. On that note. Let's go eat some tacos. Let's go eat, let's some, go tacos. eat some tacos. Bye. Bye.